Welcome to the Daring Living Podcast, where we have honest conversations about personal growth, how to create success, and what it means to live a joyful and daring life. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Shirley Huang. Hi, friends. Today we are going to talk about two seemingly contradicting topic, which is to stand out, to be different, to be unique, to have people notice you. And then at the same time, we're also going to talk about belonging, to belong as a part of a group and a part of environment and really seeing how can we approach both and achieve both at the same time. So basically how I came to this topic was um, one of my, I, I was on a group coaching mentorship call yesterday and my coach asked us this question she was asking us are you really going all in right now are you really going going all in right now in your life and in your business and it really made me think because I realized that oh wow like I'm not going all in (laughs) I'm not going all in in my business and in my career right now I'm just playing it safe or like I'm just staying in what's familiar because I don't want to go all in. And why is that? So one of my words this year, the, the thing that I have for my year in 2022, if you're listening to this this year, is my word is to stay in the game, is to always be present here in the game. And meaning that I'm not the person on the sideline anymore looking in, want, wanting to play the game. I'm just here playing all of it. I'm here for the good. I'm here for the bad. I'm here present for all of it and I'm going to try right I'm going to be here and then today when my coach asked me this question I realized oh wow like I've done a lot of work to be here right now I'm here in the game I am playing but am I really going for the ball (laughs) or am I just on the field trying to play or trying, right? Maybe I'm running, maybe sometimes I'm walking, or sometimes I'm thinking that, oh, I'll lose anyways, or I'm just taking it easy, or I'm telling myself that I might get hurt or injured. I'm like afraid of losing, or I'm afraid of what other people will think about me, or what my teammates are going to think about me. I'm afraid of what the people on the sidelines are thinking about me the audience are thinking of me about me so that I'm not truly going for the ball. I'm not truly playing and giving it my all. And this just like immediately at that moment, it just triggered a lot in me because, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, on the field playing and going for the ball is actually, um, I would say an experience that I've had. And so by Talking about this concept today, the two contradictions, how to stand out and how to belong at the same time, I really want to share this with you through the concept of a story. I first moved to Canada from Taiwan when I was about 10 years old. My family and I immigrated here from Taiwan um, to Vancouver, and I experienced a lot of culture shock when I first arrived. Back then at the time, I really did feel like the world was against me. Everyone, no one liked me. And uh, like, oh my gosh, like I was in such a self-pity mode. And that was a story I created for myself, right? 
and there wasn't like intense bullying just because I didn't speak English or anything, but it was more subtle, right? The the looks that people give me, the environment and vibe of the class, it was just like those kind of things that really almost like justify the story that I was telling myself. And so to this day, <laughs> to be honest, to this day, there are still a lot of healing work that needs to be done <laughs> when I look back at that period of my life and uh, there are still a lot of like things that I still have to work through and I'm like slowly work, working through them now as I go and uh, now that I'm a coach myself I'm like oh my gosh I'm looking at those experiences in such a more open space now where I'm actually open up to it because for so many years I was resistant to going back there to even think about those moments and so when I first came here, I remember the first day my principal introduced me to the class I was in, like grade, grade five, I believe. And I look at the class, everyone's speaking something that I don't understand. Back then, I didn't even know that much English at all. I look at the class and I, I was just triggered and I just started crying. <laughs> so as you can see, that's how I felt like <laughs> for a lot of the... Um, time there and so for a period of my um, life in elementary school and, and to be honest even all the way up to high school I was that very timid very shy kid I was very quiet I barely speak at all because that was kind of the narrative that I started identifying myself with that I'm just not who is very quiet I'm very shy I don't talk that much the experience that I had a lot when I was in ESL so it's like a program that they put us into um, English as a second language program that they put us into so what uh, happens is when the kids they go to their French class me and one or two other kids in the school we will be put we will go to uh, ESL classes and sometimes the teachers are not aware of, oh, hey, it's now French time and there will be like one or two kids from this class. They need to leave to go to ESL class. And sometimes I would just, and sometimes the teacher would just come in and they would just start teaching French and I would still be there, <laughs> right? And after a while, the um, the ESL teacher would knock on the door very publicly and he would peek into the classroom. He'd be like, Shirley, time to come out, right? And that's when I'll be, called out and the teacher will be like oh yeah surely okay go ahead right those experiences because what happens was when the teacher popped into a class right like everyone stops the teacher stops teaching everyone just turns around and look at you and in that moment for me for my body was like oh wow like I'm the odd one out I'm the quote-unquote the special one or I'm the one that's different and so I will leave the room right and I remember back then when a lot of the kids, when they tried to talk to me, like in a good, they were just trying to help, right? When they were trying to talk to me, the way they speak to me was very slowly, right? They will speak very slowly to me and they'll be like, do you understand what I'm saying? And in those moments, I made a mean that they think I'm stupid because to be honest, like after a couple of months, after watching so much, TV and cartoons, I know how to speak very well. Like I um not I know how to speak, but list in terms of listening, I understood. But then for a very long time, people still spoke that way to me. And so what it made it mean is that I'm stupid. They think I'm stupid, they think I'm dumb. And sometimes 
kind of like we're just playing, right? But then they will approach me in a way like, oh, Shirley doesn't get it. Oh, like, like she doesn't know what's going on. She needs help. And so sometimes um, like I will have someone just by me trying to explain things to me, trying to make, make sure that I get it. Um, and to my mind back then, right? Like th those were all, they're not like bad intentions from the people around me and from the teachers, right? But the way of how I was treated and how I interpreted the experience was that they think I'm stupid, was that um, I need help, I need support, I'm a burden, I'm an inconvenience to people and that I don't get it. I'm the person that I'm like the odd one out. And every time when there's a situation going on, I'm the one that always need to be explained to. I'm the one that doesn't get it, right? And so um, those were kind of a lot of the experiences that I created for myself. And they were all built up subtly over time. For a long time there, I didn't feel belong. And when I stood out, like it was those moments when people turn around to look at me, when people remembered me, remember that I don't understand, remember they had to explain things to me. And uh, like when we were just talking a group, when they try to talk with each other and they don't really talk to me because they think that I don't understand. Right? It's those moments that really hurt me in a way. I didn't realize now, but back then I was just internalized a lot of the situation of what happened and what I made them mean. And honestly, there were so many moments to count like I can't even count how many moments and experiences there were where I had the chance to stand out as in like I had a chance to raise my hand to answer a question in class or I had the chance to speak up to let them know that hey I understand now or I had a chance to kind of like let people know that I'm here that I exist that. I'm not anyone different. I'm very, very like them now. And for some reason, I held back because I just didn't want to be noticed. I didn't want to be paid attention to because back then when I was being paid attention to, that means that I'm a burden. And you know how sometimes when you're in elementary school, right? There will be some people who really love being in PE classes and some people who don't. <laughs> I actually quite enjoy PE classes. And, but the, when you go to class, somehow, I don't know why, but for my class, the majority of the class just don't like to do sports. And so when we are in these classes, you will see like one or two people from the class who really loved to run, who really love to play. And then a lot of the, the kids in class, they would just be like walking on the field, not really trying, like chatting with their friends, not really going all in. Like you can just tell that they're, they're being forced to be out there. And I actually really enjoy sports. So I'm actually the person that is like, when I'm being put onto the field, I want to play. And yet I resisted so much because again, I didn't want to stand out. I want to be just like the girls over there who are just talking and chatting with each other as they're on the field. <laughs> and so I really resisted that part of myself. And I cannot tell you how much I suffered back then because I, thinking back, I still regret it so much. I didn't go all in, in those years when I really got to, I really get to try and get to play. And I remember there was this one time we were having, 
we were playing soccer. And somehow, I just couldn't resist myself. I've been resisting myself so much. Somehow, on that day, I just couldn't resist myself. And so while there were like these two boys in the front trying to play soccer, I just like say, like thought effort. I went for it. And to be honest, I actually wasn't even thinking effort. I was just not thinking anything at all. I was just present in the moment. I was just like, ooh, I want to kick this ball. So I went for the ball and I just started playing with them. I started kicking with them, right? When the ball went to the other field, I was the first one there. I totally ran for the ball. I totally tried to get to the ball to, into the net and like kick it into the net. I was alive. And that like makes me kind of emotional now talking about it because I was so happy. And it was one of those moments in my elementary school. Notice how I remember, I still remember that moment to this day because that was a moment that really stood out to me that I really felt like I really came alive because I was on the field. I wasn't just walking. I was actually going for the ball. I was actually playing. I was actually giving in my all. It doesn't matter if I scored or not. It doesn't matter if I made a mistake. It doesn't matter if I kick it into the net. I wasn't thinking about being embarrassed. I wasn't thinking about what the other people are thinking about me. I wasn't thinking about not winning. I was just there to play and giving in my all. I was just present in the moment. And in that moment, I felt so alive. And I remember coming out of that round, going to the sideline, sitting back on the bench. And the teacher noticed me. The teacher looked at me and she was like, hey, Shirley, you're good. You're good at this. You're good at soccer. Somehow in that moment, my body made it mean that this is very bad. Now people know who I am. And I remember these two girls, they turn around and look at me almost like with a surprised look, almost like in a way how I interpreted back then was one person was thinking, like, who is she? <laughs> right, like, who is this person? I've never heard her talk. Who is she? Right now they're actually paying close attention to me. And the second person, I remember looking at way where she was very surprised, where she was like, oh, she is? Almost like that. And my body took it as in, oh, wow, like I don't belong here while I'm standing out now, while I'm different, while I'm weird, while I'm not supposed to do this. And thinking about it back then, like I really wanted to just like go back and really hug her and really let her know that she's going to be okay. And that that was just the experience that she created for herself and that that really wasn't true. So from these experiences, I really made it mean that I can't stand out and that I don't belong here. And yesterday, yesterday, when my coach asked me that question, it took me back to that moment again, a moment where I didn't want to remember, but I remembered. And I wanted to love her so much. And so what I did was actually went back to that time and I recreated that experience even though it felt very painful for me and very hurtful for me at the time to to like think about it that way. But I went back to that experience. And so what I did was I literally imagined 
me feeling alive, kicking the ball, actually playing, and then leaving and coming back onto the bench, sitting down. And my teacher looked over at me and she was like, hey, Shirley, you're good at this. You're good at soccer. And I literally just imagined myself changing that memory for myself, right? Changing that experience. Like I turned around, I looked at her and just, I just smiled my brightest, biggest smile at her. And I just said, thanks. And then these two other girls beside me, they turned around, they looked at me and they said, hey, Shirley, you were great out there. And I looked at her too. And I was like, thanks. Oh my gosh. And I just like really allow myself to experience that as if it were true to me. And I just let my entire body feel into that, feel into there was no more tension. There was no more scared. I was just here. My entire body was just relaxed. I was just feeling warm in my chest. I was just happy. And I was just living in joy and living in the aliveness of me just being myself. And in that moment, I felt like I belong here. And it was also safe. And it was also okay for me to stand up. Right? And this is a technique that I use a lot to really recreate that experience, to really heal myself through some of the traumatic experiences that I went through and like hurtful experiences that I went through. And here's the thing, like our past doesn't really exist anymore. And so I'm not doing this to kind of like invalidate what happened and ignore the past, but I'm doing it to kind of calm my nervous system down back then and also calm that experience down even right now right because even though the event has already passed how my body interpreted it back then the body still remembers how my body interpreted it back then was that this is triggering this is bad it is bad for me to stand out I shouldn't have given my all right and so why this simply was to recreate that experience again imagining it it's as if I had a really great time and I really felt into that joy and I really felt belong. I really felt safety in my body. I'm teaching my nervous system that it is okay to stand out and that I am safe right now. It is a recreation of an entire experience in my memory, in my experiences, and also in my body. And so the question that I want to leave you off with is, in those moments when you feel like you don't belong somewhere, of course you wouldn't want to stand out. They feel contradicting, and yet they're actually so similar. In order for you to stand out in a way that feels safe for you, you have to truly believe that you belong here. And we get to create our own sense of belonging in our environment right now. So my question for you is this, what do you make people paying attention to you mean? When people are paying attention to you, what is what do you immediately make that mean right now? Do you make it mean, like when they're like, oh, hey, when they're noticing you, do you make it mean that I'm different? I don't belong here? I'm weird, I'm stupid, I'm dumb, I'm a loser? 
I shouldn't be here right now. They're judging me. That's why they're paying attention to me. Or are you making it mean that they are noticing me because they appreciate me? They know me. They know who I am. They're paying attention to me because I belong here. They care about me. That's why they're noticing me. Do you see? It's a complete different experience. And so this might be how you feel like at work right now. When you want to speak up and stand up and stand out in a meeting, when you want to speak up in a team, notice how the moments when you were able to speak up, the moments when you were able to stand out and voice your thoughts are moments when you really do belong that people care about me and people appreciate me and people want to listen to me because you believe that you belong here. This is the same with those of you who have an online business with showing up on social media. In order to stand out online, in order to speak your thoughts, to speak your mind, to be truly yourself online, it is about creating a safe environment about what you believe about your audience. Do you believe that the people who are following you are judging you? They are criticizing you? Do you think they're they're like a panel of judges and you are this person on stage and they're like checking off the marks and scrutinizing you and like having their opinions and thinking bad thoughts about you? Because if that's what you believe about the people who are following you, if that is what you believe about the people who are reading your emails, you're going to show up in a way where you're trying to hide yourself. You're going to show up in a way that feels vanilla. You're going to show up in a way that you are on the defensive mode trying to protect yourself, try to defend yourself. You're not truly being yourself and you're not truly going all in. You're not going for the ball. When you're just on the field trying to be safe and alive and trying to survive, right? To really go for the ball is about being on the field, knowing that your teammates trust you, knowing that the people want you to win, knowing that the people support you no matter what, and knowing that they appreciate you, they care about you. They will pass the ball to you. They want you to win. This is how you create safety in an environment, and this is how you can feel belong. And we get to become the person who takes back responsibility to create our own sense of belonging. This has been an incredible deep healing journey for me. And it really answered a lot of my questions about why I wasn't going all in, in the field because a part of me was still afraid of being seen. A part of me was still afraid of really truly going all in and have people start paying attention to me. And when I allow myself to just be there in those moments, in those experiences that I really created for myself and really felt truly safe and enough and appreciated and belong in my body, right? I'm telling myself, they know me. They appreciate me. They're paying attention to me. And that is when I can truly feel like I can go all in now and play. I can play now. I belong here. It is not safe for me to come alive. I'm going for the ball. And you can too.
Have an amazing week, everyone. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, if you're finding this podcast helpful, then you won't believe how your life will change after working with me one-on-one. Inside my private coaching space is where we take all this information deeper to a next level and customizing the concepts so you can apply and integrate them into your own daily relationships, your work, your business, your quality of living, and so much more. Let's make what feels impossible in your life right now your dream come true. You get to create your version of a successful and thriving life. You are already amazing. My job is simply to help you activate and express that outward even more powerfully. Apply to work with me at daringliving.com forward slash apply. Again, that is daringliving.com forward slash apply. And I look forward to hear from you very soon. Bye.